Reduce, reuse, refashion. Hello, everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of my podcast, Refashion. I am super grateful that you have listened to this podcast already and shared about it on your social media with your friends. That is so great. And thanks a lot for that. Please keep doing this uh, by tagging my conscious underscore living on Instagram and using hashtag refashion podcast. That is one word. Let's help it reach as many listeners as possible. Thank you so much for doing this. In today's episode, you will hear a talk with Gabriela, founder of upcycling bags brand Bagabu. Her bags are not only zero waste, but also funky and colorful, which makes Bagabu stand out from other sustainable brands. They are also handmade here in Copenhagen, with a lot of care and attention to each garment. In this episode, we will thus talk about upcycling, craftsmanship, customized production, natural dyes, zero waste movement, and many other sustainability-related topics. As a disclaimer, this is a recording of a live Instagram talk that happened this summer, end of July. The reason why I decided to put it up here is that, first of all, not everyone had a chance to listen to it yet. And most importantly, I believe this talk has a lot of valuable information which just has to be shared. Having said that, you might hear that we are answering audience questions and so forth, which was just a part of a live talk. Bagabu mentions natural dye project and other collaborations which are already in place by now. So check out Bagabu Instagram or website bagabu.shop to find out about the newest release and campaigns. Also, we have some good news for you. Bagabu has a gift to refashion podcast listeners. They are giving you 50 Danish krona or 7 euro discount for your next purchase at Bagabu online shop with the code BAGABOO50. That is one word spelled B-A-G-A-B-U-5-0, BAGABOO50. Use your chance for the upcoming month to grab a funky custom-made backpack, bag, or even a wallet that would best fit your taste and lifestyle. And now, without further ado, let's get started. Here's our talk with Gabriela, founder of Bagabu. Uh, I'm Gabriela. So originally I'm from Lithuania, Litauen, and uh, now uh, based in Copenhagen already the fourth year where I keep developing my, uh, my brand, Bagabu. And uh, here I came to uh, study sustainable fashion design and business. So yeah, uh, I own sustainable fashion brand producing bags, backpacks, uh, makeup bags and many more. That's amazing. I got to know you um, not so long ago, just a couple of months back, uh, before this whole Corona pandemic started. Um, and our common friend introduced us in a very uh, casual environment, I must say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we um, 
found the common talk very fast and we uh, continued the conversation further. And it's really great to see such an outstanding um, brand as yours, especially here in Copenhagen, where we are mostly used to pastel and soft colors and quite monotonous colors. Uh, whereas your brand stands out with uh, colorful and playful designs. Uh, why is that? Is it intentional or? Uh, yeah, I guess because it also reflects my personality, I would say, because I really love colors because already life is, you know, sometimes too boring. And uh, so you really want to bring something, some, some waves and colors in your uh, uh, daily routine so yeah and to express best better your personality but uh, i would say partially intentional intentional partially not because i also since i'm using dead stock materials and leftover materials so it's if i will get a lot of uh, gray black and brown that moment i still will use also those more dar dark and pastel mat uh, colors but maybe also being here in denmark uh, it feels like uh, I don't know. I'm missing colors since uh, I started my brand back in Italy, and they were way more colorful and uh, environment and architect, like everything. So kind of maybe I'm, I got inspired and uh, decided to use also being here more colors because actually maybe back in Italy when I was creating, I was uh, using maybe calmer, a bit more pastel colors, not so strong, outstanding, and uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, but how did you develop this whole interest in sustainability? What was it for you? Uh, it it came like very slowly and gradually. I didn't plan at all to uh, to do business or no. It was like actually it came out of a but I couldn't find a job back to Italy, and uh, like I was searching a job and parallel I said I really have to do something because I really I'm not the person who and like I don't know chill so I said okay I really have to do something and I was like I remember the evening I was sitting and researching for uh, lever and I was said okay maybe would be cool to check for the lever and try to do some accessories the bags because I really like lever like especially suede lever or rigid bags so I started to check and I said okay that's like really pricey to if I will buy a brand new material so I couldn't definitely afford it. And the next day, it was Sunday, but it's usually like very common in Italy. Sunday is to have this um, in main squares, uh, the markets. Uh, in uh, yeah, in main city squares, we have a huge markets and people bring their used stuff, furniture, clothes, everything. And the day I went to stroll around and I bought, I think five or seven, five, six, seven uh, leather jackets. Brand new, each jacket was four or five euros. And I said, okay, this is also new lever, so I'm really getting it. And like, when I start to do and to very long learning process, how to work with lever and work with the industrial machine and so on. And then like slowly, slowly developing as a, first of all, Grumpy Gabo, and then I rebranded to Bagaboo. All right, that's quite a journey. It took you f around five years? Yeah, whole... approximately, yes. Like, I guess I would say, two, three years, good two, three years of just learning and to understanding. I mean, I keep learning a lot of things and trying to figure out, but like now I having like clearer path, like where I'm going and what I'm doing and I, what I, yeah. So. And you had to also find your way within the whole fashion industry, right? So 
what is your standpoint? Uh, what is fashion and what is style to you? So style for me is really to express your personality and uh, yourself better. So I wouldn't say nothing maybe related what is, you know, fashionable or trendy. So, but yeah, for me, it's mostly to express yourself, to play with, uh, you know, with uh, styles and, and so on. So, and yeah, fashion is what is fashionable, what is trendy now on, 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 on day. Yeah. So basically you would also say that it's um, better for a person to focus on finding his or her own unique style rather than uh, follow the fashion trends um, primarily. I mean, I would say it depends maybe if person like really, if like 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 likes the trends and like really trendy person why not i mean it's personal choice i mean you can be trendy in a sustainable way i mean you can buy i don't know one piece per season and uh, yeah it's like my personally i would say i'm not I, I like sometimes trends and maybe i will purchase something from yeah trendy but it will never be impulsive like in that way so all right yeah i can see that uh, I think it's very important to integrate that in the whole lifestyle so that it fits you and then you feel more comfortable. And I'm glad to hear that this is actually what it is for you too. It has always been a part of you and it naturally came out this way as well. So it's easy to stay within that and um, cultivate that area of your life. I was wondering actually um, if you could explain us upcycling what is it upcycling so at least like actually i'm upcycling like when i was doing with a leather jackets but you take the some old material and to give as a second life so you upgrade it so that would be upcycling but I, what i was doing from leather jackets to the bag or backpack or whatever but you will give a second life to yeah to give a circular okay all right um and so for you as you state uh, quite uh, boldly that sustainability doesn't have to be boring it in fact can be playful and colorful um what's your stand um, on this um do you say that sustainability is kind of boring or uh maybe like i, I wouldn't say what sustainability is boring maybe some people now i don't know like it just was more as a quote but sustainability cannot be boring or uh wait i actually thought about this thing um what i wanted to say but uh, maybe if i associate sustainability with timeless things maybe it could get boring because you will wear or use these things for a long time so in that maybe way i i i wanted to express to make it playful so if you have a colorful item yeah maybe uh, i think it day. makes sense it totally yeah. makes sense and we actually have a comment that uh someone's bag that you made is three years old and a uh the person still uh keeps yeah. using it so that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. and uh amazing. yeah especially maybe with accessories like it's it's nice at least what i think i it should be like really for long period it's not only for a few seasons maybe with clothes is different but for me like accessories like especially the uh yeah the bags or shoes or coats or something like a bit like you you should have less and uh, more match them with your style so okay 
And so how was the whole idea born for you? I think you briefly touched upon it, mm -hmm. but now you present Bagaboo as sustainable, custom-made leather backpacks and um, bags. Mm -hmm. So if you could just uh, give us a little bit more of your background um, within fashion as well, and uh, oh, also a bit um, more kind of like a generic um, explanation about your products. Are they um genderless are they more uh, targeted to females or men are they for kids for adults um just this kind of introduction yeah. many questions so now i will try to answer at least few so uh, definitely like my it's not only lever for sure i use the lever leftovers but like especially before i was using a lot of lever leftovers and lever jackets now I'm using a bit less uh, because I have a huge demand of, uh, for sure, vegans and so on. So eco bags, eco materials. So definitely I have also non-lever backpacks even more now. So, and definitely it's gen, gen, genderless. So I, I don't put in the box what guys cannot wear, I don't know, bags or something else i am definitely for makeup is for everyone nail polish is for everyone skirts is for everyone it's like such a personal uh, choice whatever you you will feel like or colors like for me it doesn't work like this but pink is for the guy or like you know uh, i don't know so yeah definitely for everyone <laughs> and uh, my background yeah so i studied here in uh, copenhagen uh, kea uh, design and technology university and i finished sustainable fashion design and business so that's my background and uh, what uh, so yeah and what uh, i do a lot also the custom orders uh, but uh, the person can choose from the scratch the materials outside inside like whatever they feel so together for sure with a customer i helped a lot to choose the like the dream bag and uh, i do it from the scratch and i think it's way cooler personally for me because you have a choice you know to do it to do it the way you like to do it the, like, the, the way you like it and for sure to think the colors you wear and uh, uh, yeah so distracting those comments <laughs> but it's so nice <laughs> it's so great to feel the support and thank you guys for being so active please remember you can just throw your questions and we will try to take them throughout the chat so feel free <laughs> does the fast fashion industry sometimes upsets for sure it upsets like for sure and uh, before i would say it was even triggering me more like sorry i'm jumping from questions but I mean, at a certain point you get overwhelmed and like, go, just go, go over it and like, okay, like I cannot change big fashion brands and cannot do anything. I do what I can do in my, in my circle, also with my community, with my customers. And if I can do a small change, I'm already happy, but, and uh, so, so yeah. But I think it's uh, the mainly the thing that, to change the, the, our community consumers, the mindset towards the sustainability, that's a, that's a bigger, biggest job to do. I see, mm -hmm. I can totally agree. There are a lot of different uh, parties involved in the whole change. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it includes everyone from government to consumers, to big brands, to small brands. Um, and 
how would you say who has the biggest impact who can be actually the trendsetter i would say the people who i mean the the most follow people maybe was always biggest icons they because they have such a big power in their hands so i think they should do the, this job I, I would say i think so because also i get affected from like what I, I follow or yeah I'm curious about. So I think definitely the, even these influencers on Instagram, famous people, like actors, everyone, I think that, and for sure, small brands, big brands, big brands, they have really huge power. So I think we have to work a lot towards re-educating and to spreading about sustainability. When, because I think they did our way around. They really thought about fast fashion and like managed to change the mindset of people. So the they we should do also our way around and they have very, very big very big power. Definitely. But yeah, as you said, everyone is involved like also like all, all a lot of parties and all this yeah. And what do you think about uh, the big brands when they actually claim um, some claims uh, about their sustainability agenda or some actions? Um, there is um, part of it is greenwashing, right? And unfortunately, it is what it is uh, these days. Um, do you think that uh, greenwashing is necessarily bad? Is it neutral? Should it be eliminated? Mm, I really feel like I kind of always think since the people who, like yeah it's since you're adult so you have to understand like how to say the you are digesting the information you get so maybe for this like greenwashing if if you're very weak maybe that would work but uh, I don't know like as you said like if big brands are claiming about I think we should share what we do towards sustainability, but we don't need to exaggerate because now it's always already, I would say four, three years, it's very trendy to be sustainable, whatever, even a small thing you do. So you really shut out it very loud with how sustainable you are. So you don't need maybe to exaggerate just because you need to be fashionable in sustainability. So I think you have to report for sure what you do and to be tra transparent but but not to exaggerate and to do the i don't know greenwashing like if a big fashion brand uh, i don't know do small thing or very line once in a year and to like really say it loud how sustainable we are maybe that's a little bit weird but just to say yeah we did this to support that and that and that's i think a very correct way to do and would you say that the big brands are actually doing enough are oh no enough I definitely I think no, but also I think it's so difficult to change to change all the supply chain and all the production is like they build up as I said they also build up all this fast fashion it took years as well so to swap it like this it's like the ones who are like you know world big fashion brands so it's it's crazy difficult I think so yeah um, we have uh, another question, which is, do you see a place for underrepresented non-mainstream cultures to be source of inspiration for uh, the sustainable design? Um, I guess this, is question, this question is more about um, some small communities or uh, even specific countries, maybe artisan and craftsmanship. 
um, I, I, I kind of got it like this. Yeah, because like all this artisanal culture and craftsman culture is like really so old. So I think it's very big inspiration for sustainable design. I think and now it's also getting more trendy, like uh, more and more like to do the, yeah, the more artisanal and craft crafts. And then talking about uh, your craftsmanship, um, we already touched upon about big brand supply chain and production processes. Um, whereas uh, in your brand, um, in a small business, it's a very small team, as I guess. Um, so how does the production process uh, look uh, behind Bagaboo? So, so far, I'm doing everything myself. So our, all the production is based here. My, my best friend, uh, uh, yeah, sewing machine. So I'm doing all the production so far because for sure, like, I still enjoy a lot. And I guess I kind of still promising myself if everything is fine, I still would like to keep doing because that's like, I feel happy. I enjoy so much, but yeah, for now, all production is here in my studio in Copenhagen. And so I'm the main full-timer because for sure Bogaboo is not a, a big brand and so on. So, and uh, I have a few other people who are kind of partially. was <laughs> the studio. Okay, today now is the right date <laughs> to see the studio because I, I didn't get ready. Actually, my initial plan was to, to do the live in uh, the store, in the Bagaboo store in city center, but I kind of got stuck in my work. So, uh, so yes, maybe next live I will show around more. I can also share more materials and to show more tools. But Gabriela, uh, that's a promise then. Yeah, yeah that's a promise, definitely. <laughs> And, uh, but sorry, the, the question was, so yeah, and then uh, for sure I have um, a few part-time people who help me with um, content creating and also the visuals. Uh, so I would say two people kind of partially part-time and uh, I have uh, another, my boyfriend who helps uh, with the IT part and the website, but we share together. So I have, I would say three people who like, kind of part-time, less than part-time, helps with the technical and visual visual part, the bugaboo. Okay, um, so you source your materials from uh, factories in Italy, if I understand correctly. Yeah, yeah it's uh, dead, dead stock factories. So they collect from, uh, I would say, more or less all uh, over the Italy, from the other fashion brands, uh, leftovers and the off, like uh, for the collections and and so on so and there is these warehouses where i go and i collect myself the materials and as well so mainly from italy but i still now i'm using less before i was using i was using a lot leather jackets so now i'm using less but still even when i go to travel even for holidays i still go to this all the thrift stores and secondhand shops so and check for the maybe some cool leather jackets or skirts or other items that I could use for my production. So as well, like in other countries, I used to also use some furniture offcuts as well for my production. So it really depends on time, but definitely 90% is like the, the stock materials from the Italian factories. I have um, two free, no, three, three suppliers but where I'm getting them. Uh, do you know more about your suppliers? Are they um, 
um, making the fabric sustainable in the first place or your sustainability claim is basically uh, giving the dead stocks another life and actually just contributing to zero waste movement yeah so i but also there as uh, my suppliers as well they are very very happy what we do and like what we are collecting materials and we uh, we have really like we sell a lot not i'm a mostly for a smaller brands and uh, it's yeah it's public uh, public open also for the i don't know regular people to to pass by and to buy for the small things what we want to do but also for uh, also bigger fashion brands so they also claim themselves that they are collecting with the like leftover textiles and so on so and they're um, also collecting zippers and buttons so it's not only the fabric no 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 it's not only fabric so also there is just different ones where i can go uh, for fabrics the textiles also and the separate one where i would go for the all the metal parts and the zippers and so on so that's another one which also collects to to other other uh, fashion brands and uh, it's in general that area which collects like uh, the material so it's not like there are quite many like in all that area where, where i go so and then once you get your materials that you would like to produce from what are the design challenges that you face i i don't see it as a challenge i see it more as a fun because for me it's like uh, how to say challenging fun because when i go it's it's again it's not like crazy surprises but i see i'm very happy that i see the different colors or a bit similar what i use but I really get excited and uh, and yeah to produce from those materials still the model is always almost same it could be really minor adjustments but they're all all i would say same and uh, so i wouldn't say it's a it's a very big challenge and then uh, trying to fit the design within the the piece of fabric that you get from those places isn't isn't that in any way a constraint is it more an inspiration yeah it's more but definitely it it was more a challenge when i was working with the lever jackets that was way more challenging because you really have to disassemble and to it's really way longer preparation to uh, way more crafty also i would say and for sure you have to be so careful for certain pieces which could be ruined or used so or to clean certain parts so that's a bit more challenging for sure and that would be as i said if i would like to source out my production somewhere else or like to have a help from like to have other people who would help me with a production i think the level that could be maybe a challenge because i really know what i like to do and how which colors would match together so and since every model is just one of a kind and they're not no same model so for another person like to explain it or let it go by production for someone else that would be really challenging for me so i still have no answer for this because maybe i could have a certain line but i don't know could be more similar and uh, yeah so not so yeah this is kind of to source out for me would be a little bit of challenge i can definitely see that and that raises another question for me how do you um how are you able to make custom designs then if a person can just fill in the form on your website that i checked briefly just so I, that i would know how it works and basically the person can choose amount of zippers but they should be outside or inside pockets outside inside materials the colors 
do the imagination always match or then you just take it from there and have a personal conversation with the customer to come up with the best design uh, i would say like we we really like it's uh, it's different from person to person some people really comes already but we know they saw some models and they said okay i like this this color and uh, that amount of a zipper some really comes I, I really want something custom, I have no clue, so we really try to find the compromises together. But, uh, no, it really depends, yeah, but usually I always encourage to come to my studio to check what I have, and then to to check what the lining you like, so to, to build up everything yourself from the scratch, and it takes sometimes really some, some good time to choose, and the person from the initial idea end up to completely different ideas, so, so yeah, but still kind of the, the thing with the model, the style of the model more or less is same, so it's the main challenge is to choose which colors you want, or which uh, the combination of colors, and non-lever, non-lever, and colorful inside. I always encourage every person to make a funky inside, so to something but with small secrets would cheer you up, so that's yeah but usually we we with a customer we, we decide together and i try to give advices because yeah what would be, be functional and more comfortable and yeah and maybe the challenges with people usually uh, they want uh, light colors or like colorful models but they kind of scared because maybe it will i don't know get dirty or it's I don't know. So, but then I say, but the materials I use, they are really uh, resistant and strong, and they are not afraid of dirt, and it's easy to clean and to treat it. So, yeah. So they have no problem of maintenance. Uh, Even if it's a bright color. It is no, no, no. So usually, I just, yeah, I just usually need to. In, uh, I usually have to a bit to encourage a person and to explain and not to be scared to use even like brighter, 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 brighter corals. Yeah. Is there any particular trend difference or color preferences across the world? Because you you sell worldwide uh, and you also have two uh, physical stores in Copenhagen. I mean, uh, you sell in two physical stores in Copenhagen. Uh, maybe someday we will see a, a brand store, right? Like uh, completely your own, I hope. Um, but as of now, what, what, is, um, uh, what is the main difference uh, from uh, Danish and Scandinavian market and the rest of the world, if there is any? I would say still my main market is 95% is, is uh, Denmark, Scandinavia, where I sell. And I'm really focusing on, for now in Danish market, like only like here because it takes efforts also to put like in, in our markets and since we are so small so now our main focus is denmark for sure i have a little bit maybe back from italy italy time so there are a, lot, a little bit of customers there but definitely there are one main color which is green like what danish loves this green green and and yellow and uh, pink but green is on top than yellow and pink so this is like for sure i really I really sold out mostly this is sell out with colors most and uh, I really feel the kind of the trend with green is, is the color that people really really like here in Denmark at least yeah that's great and uh, do you see that it's easy to get as well uh, th this color 
it, for now when it was corona time was a little bit difficult because when people like really i didn't have it anymore and people really wanted that color so it was a little bit of challenge but uh, i managed i managed to get from my suppliers but also maybe we also get a big demand for a green, green color because like uh, we didn't have as much but uh, in comparison other colors like maybe blue I, for example i love so much the blue and i have so many different shades but apparently it's not the color <laughs> okay oh that's so interesting to to know those small details and how it can affect um i would just like to ask again people if uh, they have any questions feel free to just uh, write it in the chat we will as you saw we will definitely try to answer and take it from there uh, but just to move on with uh, with our talk um i would like to ask you about your opinion on alternative materials these uh, lately there were uh, new fabrics uh, coming into the market for example pineapple leather or cactus leather or coffee ground leather you name it uh, dairy production leftover mm -hmm. um, uh, fabric so what is your opinion on that and uh, would you like to work with those fabrics uh, at some point in time uh, uh, yes, yeah, since I'm not the expert of this uh, new type of the materials, I'm really, really curious. It's very interesting because there are like really crazy things like mushroom and banana and uh, and I uh, and also like uh, apple. And so, so actually, I have a uh, a colleague I would say of mine, but they're working with the uh, apple leftovers and they're making from the actually from the cider. Um, leftovers but we get the apple pulp and then they are uh, making the, the lever and uh, i think it's really really cool and it would be one of kind of my future goals but i would really like to work with uh, alternative uh, materials for lever i think it's super interesting i really i think we have also i feel like it should be challenging because you really have to experiment so much to understand how the material works how it can sustain how to react to environment so that's like very interesting part for me and uh, because really depends of the heat of the cold and like all the coating part of the material how it all will react so it's it's i i, I really positive about that and it would be really interesting to actually to have a possibility to work i actually i worked with a lever uh, apple lever and it was really interesting and i really enjoyed it so definitely it would be my future goal yeah, about I'm actually now very curious about cactus lever. I'm a bit wow. <laughs> in Mexico what we are doing. So, but I'm I'm just like really briefly checking, and it would be really interesting. What I hear from your answer is that um, um, you are very focused on durability and providing good quality. Uh, so therefore, it seems that as uh, you uh, spend a lot of effort to finding out uh, about the characteristics of the material um, and, and ensuring that your product will last, which is also a very great step, uh, which is a very good um, sustainability um, measurement as well. Um, there was a question, but maybe we you just answered it, as I see from mm -hmm. the chat. Would you consider moving towards using leather alternative leftovers fully instead? I'm actually just wondering as well whether there is alternative leather leftovers yet. Let's uh, say pineapple leather I, leftovers. I, it depends. For example, 
uh, what I was reading, if I'm not wrong, with uh, like in this cactus lever, actually, or mushroom lever, but where they first make a pattern and then they can grow that, uh, like that size of a lever, so they don't have any leftover. That, but I don't know what the phase we are dealing now, if it's already kind of done or where, yeah, there are so many steps, I think, the preparation and the work in all these laboratories to figure out. So there is for sure the ways to produce, I guess, without any leftovers and offcuts. But I'm quite sure we also have uh, leftover materials, even this alternative material, lever material, materials. So that's for sure. That, that's very true. Uh, but I'm excited uh, to hear that there is actually even some consideration of how to grow a particular pattern. That's like a brand new thing to me. Mm, there is, was a lot of talk about 3D printing and the production on demand. And I think, for example, a custom made bag is also made on demand, right? Yeah. So that decreases the waste and it provides a longer use time for the product when uh, it has been made according to the client's needs um but now uh with all the new technology who knows maybe we will get a completely different production process but of course it has to be scalable and there's still some yes research yes, to be done yeah and there are so many uh, there are also uh, programs to work with a zero waste how to make a pattern and but for sure it's way more time consuming it takes way more efforts and and everyone won't think fast, so for sure it's like, uh, it's a process and, and uh, yeah, it's, but I think yeah. it's super cool and interesting, yeah, so, yeah, and also the other part, but, uh, so I wanted maybe interrupt before, uh, but like for me, what is very important, the craftsman part also to keep the traditions and also to save it, because now, like, everything, like, when people start to use machines, like, everything is so technological, so still to use the, the, uh, the man's power, like, all these, like, crafty things, so I think it's so important, and it's, I think it's, for me, it's a magic, I know what person out of it, like, I know the piece of a textile can do something really nice, so I think that's kind of to say the traditions, and to, personally, I really appreciate from, from my childhood when everything that is made by hand for me is, like, you really, how to say, you really want to take even, take care even more of the object, and, yeah. I can only um, relate to that. And tell us a bit more about your latest project. That was also so much handwork and natural dyeing and mm -hmm. um, a lot of, a lot of um, emotion put in into the project. So yeah. tell us a bit more about it. Was it um, some kind of like an idea which was born during COVID-19 pandemic uh, when we all were locked down and or was it a, a, just a well-planned uh, project from before? Yeah, oh, so pity, but uh, I don't have uh, kind of my partner uh, who we were doing together because uh, she could tell you like also her part because we we kind of divided the things what we were doing, but the collaboration we decided already, like I would say some time ago, it was not uh, because of a COVID, so we, because I got to know her since she's a soap maker. She's doing cold, uh, cold press soaps and I participated in her workshop and like we were start to chat and uh, became friends and like sharing the ideas and we really felt that we would like to make a project together and what would be and then we like, uh, but I could take a part because I'm not making soaps and I don't know how I could put my part in such a thing and she, 
yeah so yeah and then they she started to say about this uh, natural dyeing uh, idea and then i said okay let's let's try to do it and for sure we were thinking what to do what bags or what else could be so and little by little we we developed the idea we, we are not completely done with it i really hope I, I've said myself already this week what uh, it will be launched and people could uh, go on the web shop and to purchase in case. But uh, we are almost there. Uh, there uh, so uh, a bit jumping from the ideas. But anyway, so it's uh, so she was doing uh, the coloring part and it's really wrong, long process for sure. She could tell more, but it's since it's a natural way using the like the herbs, the food waste, the uh the nuts and and so on all this with uh, like uh, from the nature uh, things and uh, it takes a lot but the color would absorb and become strong so and when once the material was uh, prepared and colored i'm still producing the bags so still there in the process and the, the materials what we are using is also dead stock materials from uh, the factories i'm buying so uh, yeah it's it's really long process it really takes a lot of uh, patience and efforts and uh, very crafty project so yeah but uh, maybe the bags will be available on the website uh, yes it will be yeah it will be available on my web shop also i can maybe put in the comments after the the um, uh, Diga, the Jivila from the what we were working together, and uh, we already brought the first bags. So each bag uh, uh, for like one color of each bag in uh, the vegan store because it's fully, fully vegan. Uh, also the bags, so uh, they are already there. So we started last week. So first models are there, and I was sharing, but uh, I can actually put. Uh, also, the, yeah, my partner in crime. <laughs> that would be awesome. It would really help. Yeah. Um, and I can um, maybe just um, name it again that you are doing the backpacks and bags and makeup bags and um, belt bags and um, um, you are producing custom made um, yeah. bags. Yeah. And mini wallets. And mini wallets. And now this other project with natural dyes. Uh, so, mm -hmm you are doing a lot of effort to actually um, bring sustainability to life and like actually use the leftovers and everything but there is still this part of uh shipping uh abroad let's say overseas or something and i'm bringing this up as a part of the question that we just received in the comments since you ship abroad um uh in general what challenges do you see in sustainability and shipping online orders uh for i never actually shipped anything uh, outside europe so far i haven't got any order outside europe i had a few like clients maybe americans or canadians who bought here and took the back backpacks or bag bags uh, themselves uh, so i know there are some products walking around in the states but i never shipped it actually and uh, i'm using the the shipping company which like is uh, a sustainable one so that's I, I don't see the challenge and as i said my main uh, focus and clients are in denmark so the platform i'm using is also sustainable so i wouldn't say it's a kind of challenge and uh, so far i guess i need to grow even more to to to, to face this bigger challenge when like i need to speed up like i have a, a faster production and 
and so on, maybe then will be a bigger challenge. But for now, I could say I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I manage. I can manage. And it seems it's basically a matter of uh, choosing the right partners uh, exactly. for, sh for shipping as well. Yeah, and uh, I, I didn't check that much, but for sure, even like big companies, they're introducing a lot of options like uh, for also in sustainable ways. So definitely. But yeah, I understand like maybe the companies who are having production and also in Asia or something like this. So that's really huge challenge. And like that, that's very, very big challenge, but I'm not there. <laughs> okay, yes. And I was actually just thinking in my head that um, maybe that is also partly a way for you to compensate for the shipping or contribute now, as I hear that you already um, do, um, making green choices in that regards with, let's say, plantable labels, right? Where you, where the person can just plant the label in the soil and then a beautiful plant would grow and it would serve um, a huge part in the ecosystem for the bees and also for the oxygen that we breathe in. Is it only in uh, collaboration project uh, for the natural dyes or is it a new thing in all of your bags? Uh, so for now it's only the, but the, the collaboration that we are doing together with Jivila uh, from Dico. So because she's actually like wrapping her soaps in that kind of a uh, paper, which is the plantable one. So she started also recently, as I know, and we said, let's also use for our project label. And definitely I would like, but uh, the, the labels I'm using and the postcards and business cards. So also I'm using this uh, eco paper as well. So, but that's also for sure alternative, a new way, like the plantable, uh, paper that was also new for me so I'm just like also trying to get to know more and uh, why not for now I'm not using this only for the project but I really really like it it's, it's really nice and very very nice uh, cool so was I correct to say that when you plant this uh, paper um, a plant will grow or that uh, the paper That's will actually gross. yeah so you put it in the in the ground and actually it's um, uh, how you say oh, I forgot uh, my the word on the tongue uh, it not uh, sorry the is that I mean, biodegradable this yes so, yes yes uh, yes 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 so it's just disappearing and then the straw start to come from the ground yeah yeah thank you oh, so much sometimes like the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah crazy it's so many great things coming up and I'm I'm really happy to see them uh coming in in this whole world um and also that you are experimenting you're being um playful as well with your own sustainability choices i mean why not right we don't have to be boring we have to be uplifted from the whole movement and see how it can serve us yeah and it's so cool for example also for me like you see like i like to start to collaborate together with digo and i got to know about this plantable material and uh, now you got to know so it's like the more you people you you met and you spread all these ideas i think it's, it's such a cool also the collaborations and uh, coming uh, projects uh, related to sustainability Sorry, but I, I jumped a bit from that. The, that is actually yeah. a very good continuation to the to the ideas that you were just discussing. So, do yeah. you actually have any new upcoming projects related to sustainability? Is there something on your mind, or is it too early to ask for this yet? So, I have already the ideas, 
And uh, like for sure, I really, as I mentioned previously, I really would love to work with uh, alternative materials like uh, like uh, cactus or uh, banana or apple whatever would be really really cool so that would be kind of more as a dream and that maybe i will try to work on that more but i have some few maybe ideas about the collaborations and uh, uh, so guys yeah. just stay tuned and uh, yeah. we will share when the, the time comes to that uh, but yeah, now the time is uh, coming um, to an end uh, slowly uh, there's no need to rush yet, but I would like to bring up um, uh, a section of uh, in the interview where uh, what I usually do, and this is called fill in the gaps. So mm -hmm. I will uh, give you five statements uh, one by one, and you will just have to finish um, with your ideas. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. So the first one to me, sustainability mm -hmm. is is. Um... For me, sustainability is like definitely not impulsive choices and uh, what is durable. That's a really good answer. Yeah. <laughs> the next one. One thing I would like to see more of in the world. Definitely way more efforts, like as I mentioned again previously, to trying to work on the changing consumer mindsets like uh, towards sustainability, putting more like in a part in education and yeah, but definitely I would like to see more. Very needed indeed. Yeah. Uh, next one, for a complete beginner in the sustainability area, I would suggest to start off with check your wardrobe and yes. try not to <laughs> <laughs> definitely I, I, all I think like that's like when you will go to check it, when you think, okay, damn, I don't need anything, at least this and second month. Yeah, that's the main thing, I guess. And then you slowly can start to read and to check the things. And But yeah, start from that. Yes. And uh, um, every sustainable business? Every sustainable business, that's a good one, should be, I don't know. Uh, maybe very transparent uh, that would be yeah could that's be a good, um, that's a good answer yeah. and uh, maybe to share the i don't know the accomplishments more or i don't know even small things yeah to share and yeah but definitely uh, we should celebrate more i think yeah. that that's a really a good aim <laughs> and yeah. the last statement is in yeah. two to three years i see bugaboo I see Bugaboo. Okay, that's like very big dream. Um, okay, that's uh, I, okay. I I will dream. I don't know if it will happen or not, but it would be really cool to have a store uh, and a workshop together. I would love to, and uh, to have a like bigger team. I would like. I would like, and um, uh, the third one as a again mentioned before to maybe to have a alternative material line as well that would be very nice so maybe this awesome. yeah <laughs> it's really awesome i think you should really shoot for the dreams and uh, uh, i hope you can even exceed that but why not why not uh, be um, curious and try to do those things that you really wish to happen yeah. Let's yes. see. Maybe Let's it will see. come through. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of time, so step by step. Uh, yeah. Let's see.
Very nice funny ones. So, but what is your advice for the beginner uh, in sustainability? What would be? I would say start educating yourself. And for that, I'm really um, happy to see so many active viewers today in our chat. I think you guys are doing really great by spending an hour at least to just tune in, educate yourself, follow uh, both Bagabu and uh, My Conscious Living to uh, actually deepen your knowledge or whatever channels you basically choose. And starting from yourself, the more educated you become, the more long-term uh, sustainable choices you will make and it will improve your life and everybody else's life. Definitely. When little by little everyone is uh, spreading their knowledge and yeah, yeah, you, exactly. we cannot do we cannot do huge changes, but I think the small one around us, so we can we can definitely do. Yeah. So what cool. would you say would be your three key takeaways just to summarize our talk today? Oh, uh, so maybe first one, like try as much as less as possible be impulsive like really think twice like when whatever you purchase and try to search something very unique and uh, i don't know re what really would reflect you but your personality so it's really related with impulsive shopping i think and uh, the third one uh, i would say again check your wardrobe i don't know but <laughs> or or yeah Maybe. It doesn't hurt to repeat it again because if, when it's such a strong statement, I think yeah. it's, you know, it has to sink in through the mind. So yeah. definitely. I hope our talk with Gabriela, founder of Bagaboo, was interesting and inspiring for you. I would like to believe that you learned more about sustainable and zero waste fashion and in particular, upcycling from Italian deadstock materials. As mentioned in the first podcast episode, eliminating waste from production and consumption cycles is crucial to reach a circular fashion system. Therefore, production from leftover materials during the transition phase is bringing us closer to the circular fashion landscape. Now, if you learned something uh, particular from this episode, please share it on your Instagram and tag myconscious underscore living. Uh, spelled at my conscious underscore living and use hashtag the fashion podcast that is one word don't forget to use the promotion code mentioned in the beginning so that you could get your funky accessory to reflect your lifestyle if you're curious of what's coming up next please subscribe to my podcast here to never miss a new episode Share it with your friends on social media. Follow me on Instagram at myconscious underscore living. I am very excited and I hope you are too. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned.